Good morning. This is Pastor Randy Anderson of This Is For You Ministry. Amen. As we continue the series of the fruit of the spirit, the third attribute that we will be talking about today would be peace. I welcome all our listeners as they listen to this uh, broadcast uh, concerning, uh, amen, the fruit of the spirit is peace. Let me read from you to you from the book of Matthews from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which he said, Blessed be the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. The question is, what does this mean? Who are the peacemakers and who are they making peace with? Amen. Uh, let's pray. Fathers, in Jesus' name, we come before you, Lord. We thank you, dear God, for this another day. We thank you, dear Lord God, for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. We thank you for the written word of God that you have left here on earth to be a, a record, dear Lord God, of all things you want mankind to know about thee. We thank you for the precious Holy Spirit that you sent back into the hearts of the believers, dear God, for those who believed on Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity, the Lord God, to be able to share forth, the Lord, with our audience the things that you will have them to know. And that's what it's all about. This is for you. Ministry has been established about what you would have for them to know. Dear Lord, so we ask, dear God, that you will have your way, dear Lord, through the um, broadcast hour, dear Lord God, that you will get the honor and glory that is due unto thee. For he asked it, dear God, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray and say amen. Let's go back and read our foundational scripture from the book of Galatians, chapter 5, beginning at verse 22 through 25. And the scripture reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. Our title is still the same, The Way You Walk. The Way You Walk. Amen. Let's do a little recap here. We've uh, we spoke in uh, a couple weeks ago on the fruit of the spirit is love. We said love was manifest for the world to see on Calvary's cross, according to John three sixteen. Love was the Creator's way to bring the human race back into relationship with Him, and to those who has responded to the Father's love now possess the love of God within themselves. Last week, we dealt with the fruit of the Spirit is joy. We said joy of the Spirit is not pleasing the flesh. The joy that was in Christ was pleasing the Father. So the joy of Christ that is in the believer doesn't change. It is also for us to please the Father. We found out that joy, that we can have joy in life, joy in the works of the flesh, if you would. But this joy, real joy, biblical joy, comes from the word of God. And this joy was in Christ. 
We can have joy in the midst of our sorrows. We can have joy in the midst of things all around us going, it's, if, as we would say, everything is not going uh, for us and it's going against us, but yet we still can have joy. Joy was the fact that we know Christ who was once dead, but yet was rose from the grave by the power of God and now sitteth at the right hand of the Father, that's where our joy is. Because Christ will never change. Anything and all things that we go through because of our joy that we have in Christ and pleasing the Father, we can always go to him when our circumstances seem to go against us. Now that we know God, there was a time that we didn't know God. And when situation came upon us, we went into depression. We went and tried to find things, other external things to bring about joy for us. But after knowing Christ, we come to find out that joy, amen, is in Jesus Christ. So the Bible talks about the spirit or the fruit of the spirit is peace. What does this mean? Webster defines peace as a state of tranquility or quiet, harmony in personal relationship. The Greek defines uh, the word peace as the state of national tranquility, peace between individuals, harmony, security, safety, prosperity. Of the Messiah's peace, the way that leads to peace, which is salvation. Jesus said, amen, in uh, John chapter 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We find in John chapter 14, verse 22, that Jesus uh, was made a request to uh, his disciples. Amen. And Judas, not Iscariot, was responding to Jesus with a question about what he had said. He said, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus began to tell him, if a man loves me, he will keep my word. If a man loves me, he will keep my word. And if a man loves me not, he will not do what that word is saying. Amen. He said that if, we, if a man loves me, that him and the father will come unto that individual and make their abode with him. He went on to say that he that loveth him not will keep not his saying. And the words which you hear is not mine, Jesus said, but the father's which sent me. And he said, these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And that, so he began to introduce to them peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Amen. Amen. There is a cost, amen, for peace. There is a cause for, for peace. Jesus tells us uh, in a parable in Luke's gospel, amen, I think it's chapter 14, 
verse 25. And he said this, and there went, and there went great multitudes with him. And he turned and he said unto them, if any man come unto me and hate not his father, mother, wife, and children, and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Then he jumps into verse 31. That's where I wanted us to get to. What king going to war against another king sitteth not down first and consult whether he be able to with 10,000 to meet him that comes against him with 20,000 or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sends an ambassador and desires condition of peace. Listen to me now. He desires conditions of peace. When it comes for us to make peace and that with God, we have to do it on God's terms and not ours. Usually when we try to uh, look for peace, we look for it in all the wrong places because we're trying to find peace on our own. But if we turn to the Lord, he will make ready for us a place for us to come unto himself and show forth the condition of peace that we're looking for. Amen. Amen. The Bible says who needs peace? Who is it that needs peace? We find the answer written for us in Romans, amen, chapter three, amen, where Paul is writing to the Romans to let them know a little bit of something about uh, how it is to get peace. He says that before God, both Jews and Gentiles are under the power of sin. And so he went on to state that it is written about the sinful condition of sinners. It is written. It says in Romans chapter um, 10, it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. That's found in Psalms 14 and 1. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. That's found in Psalms 14 and 2. They're all going out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. That's found in Psalms 14 and 3. Their throat is an open sepulcher with their tongue they have used deceit that is found in psalms chapter 5 verse 9 the poison of apps is under their lips psalms 140 and 3 who mouth is full of cursing and bitterness psalms 10 and 7 their feet are swift to shed blood proverbs 6 and 18 destruction and misery are in their way jeremiah 18 and 15 and the way of peace have they not known Isaiah 48 and 22. The way of peace. As sinners, the way of peace, we have not known what it is to get that peace. When we find ourselves at, the, at what we say at, at rock bottom, we are looking for peace. We are looking for something to satisfy us, to get the guilt off of us. We find our way trying to find peace by going to a bottle. Amen. We think is that it's in the spirits of things that we can get peace and we find that we can't find it. We some turn to drugs and amen. And they try to find it that way. They won't find it. Some turn to turn to illicit sex and they don't find peace there. The condition of peace we have to find is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It's in Jesus Christ. We find out, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, Paul says, for he, speaking of Christ, is our peace, 
who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinance, for to making himself of twain one new man, so making peace. Let me tell you something. You and I, before we got converted, we were at war with God. Every sinner is at war with God. God has judgment for every sinner that will come before him in eternity. He has a judgment called for us because we are his enemy. If we really want to speak about it, we are his enemy. Rather than fight us with judgment, he begins to come at us with his love, with joy, and with his peace. God does not want to fight us because we ain't going to win anyway. He knows that. Well, you say, how do I fight against God? When you hear the gospel message and you turn deaf ear to it, and you continue to go on in your sins. Every time you commit a sin, you are actually driving a nail into Jesus. Because that's what nailed him to the cross. We realized that it was the Roman soldiers. But what got him there, what was driving things there was our sins. He became our substitute. It was because of him that we have before God what is called justification. Let me let me read it to you out of the book of Romans, chapter four. It's verse 25. It says here, this is how we attain peace with God, who, speaking of Christ, was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Verse uh, Romans five and one say now, therefore, because Christ was delivered and was raised again for our justification, therefore being justified by faith in Christ, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how we can get peace. That's how we can get peace. We don't need no 12-step programs to get peace. All we have to do is humble ourselves before God, Amen. No matter what condition you may be in, if we would just humble ourselves before God and God wants to make peace with us. But we have to desire to want that peace. It don't come just naturally. It has to come with a price. If we was to go back to that story, it says that the king was looking at considering the outcome of what would happen with him having 10,000 to go up against someone who has 20,000. So rather than lose a life, he sent an ambassador to go before him to desire, amen, to desire the conditions of peace. In biblical days, they would send someone and then they wave the white flag. Hey, we want peace. We want peace. And that's what we have to do. We have to come before the Lord and with our heart, wave it, say, Lord, I want peace. I've been struggling, don't know what to do. I want peace. I want peace. That's how we get it.
because Christ became the peace that we have to obtain to be able to be in the right relationship with the Lord. It was because of Christ. He made peace. We are make peace through him. And then having peace with God, then there can be peace between the brotherhood. There can be peace and harmony within our family. When one makes peace with God, peace doesn't just stop between you and God. You always have now a desire to want to make peace with everybody around you. But you can't get that way with them until you first make peace with God. And see, when peace is in us, Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3, that we, then we endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Philippians 4 and 7 saying the peace of God, which passes of all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Amen. Your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Let's reflect back on that again for a moment. Our peace comes because of what Christ had done on the cross. It's all because of what Christ had done for us on the cross. I'm reminded of Colossians 1 and 20, where it says, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, to him to reconcile all things unto himself by him. I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, all he wanted to do was make peace or I should say, bring peace between man and God. It was Christ who did that. And once peace is within us, that's why Jesus says, my peace I give unto you. He had peace. He was never at war with his father, but he had the very element within him that we needed in order to have what he had, the right relationship with our heavenly father. It takes for us to have peace, not be at war, not be God's enemy. And no matter what we do, we can't make God any angrier about the situation because he see beyond our faults and he looks at our need. He know we need peace. He knows we need love. He knows that we need joy. And so since he knew all of that, he sent the one down from glory to earth to be able to go through the process and then enter into that process of dying upon the cross so that you and I will have the availability to receive it. Everything that Christ done is already done. He don't have to go and die again. He don't have to be resurrected from the dead again. What he did, he did one time. Because there was power in all the steps that he did. No more, I can't help myself. No more, this ain't working right for me. No more. Once we come to know Christ, and we really have a true relationship with him. And we truly want to be in right relationship with him. We learn 
to submit our right that we may attain his right. That's all it takes. I hear people all the time, we have our rights. I know my rights. Do you? But do you know your responsibilities that comes with knowing your rights? There's a responsibility or consequence that comes with everything we do. Everything we do that comes through consequence or responsibility. I just heard my pastor speak last week and he was talking about the costly mistake. The costly mistake. So let me share this with you as a costly mistake. For you to go through this life and never ever give your uh, allegiance to Jesus Christ, your heart. Having heard the message, having heard something about Jesus, and you stand before God, and you now can't make it right, that will be a costly mistake. Very costly. Because when you go before God, having not made peace, then you go before God as his enemy, and God is going to turn loose his wrath and eternity to let you know how he felt about it. He's going to turn loose his wrath. And that's why we need to understand on this side, we need to make peace. We need to make peace. So let's go back to that original question. The original verse that we talked about from Jesus Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the peacemakers. The peacemakers are sinners who want peace with God. That's who the peacemaker is. Or sinners who want to make peace with God. And in doing so, Jesus says, for they shall be called the children of God. Fathers, in Jesus' name, we come before you, Lord, as we close out this podcast. We thank you, dear Lord, for the revelation of your word. We thank you, Lord God, for the truth of your word. We thank you, dear Lord God, that we can know where we stand, dear Lord God, before you. And we know, dear Lord, if we are in the condition of sin, then, Lord, we know that we that is not a permanent condition to be in. But through a choice, through our free will that you have given to all men, through that power, dear Lord Father, we can make a change, dear Lord God, by coming before Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Lord Jesus, help me. However it be said, he knows the heart. He knows the reality of our desires, dear Lord God, and he will honor it, dear Lord, when we come to him, dear Father, on God's terms. So Lord, as our hearts desire to make people aware dear Lord God, that they can have peace and peace with you, which begin to broaden in peace with relationships. And they realize and recognize the things that brought them into bondage, brought them into despair, that they no longer have to be subject to that power. Hallelujah. I thank you, dear God, for the blood of Jesus. I thank you, dear Lord God, for Calvary's cross. Have your way, O oh Lord God, I pray, and get the glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and say, amen. Hallelujah. Have a great day.